You're listening to the Run For Your Lives podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm Daphne. And I'm Pake. And this is the Run For Your Lives podcast. This week, we are talking about the science fiction action film, The Meg, directed by John Turtletown and released August 10th, 2018. Ooh, I love when we cover something that's somewhat recent. Yeah. And of course, we are recording The Meg around this time, even though timing's a little off or a little wonky when you hear this, but close enough. It is, quote unquote, mainly Shark Week. (laughs) Yes, it is. When we're recording this at Shark Week, they moved it. Like I had charted this out and planned it out really well. I was so excited and then realized it was like a couple weeks earlier. So Mm -hmm. I guess, yeah. We're going to, ha- it should be out the week after, and this is going to be Close a enough. real, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a real fun discussion. Yes. But we love shark movies, of course, as you heard when we've covered Deep Blue Sea before, and especially one of our favorite episodes we've ever done was Jaws. Jaws. And of course, we had an incredible, <laughs> amazing special guest for that. And so with Shark Week, we have to bring that amazing special guest back. Please Absolutely. welcome back to Run For Your Lives, my Strange Indeed co-host, Rima. Yay! Yay. Hey, guys. <laughs> thank you so much for having... Yeah, thank you for having me. So yeah. glad to have you with us this week. I thank couldn't you. imagine recording this episode without you because, as Peg said, it's Shark Week. Mm-hmm. And The Meg is just such a fun movie to talk about. Yeah. That I knew we'd have such a great conversation. So I'm really looking forward to this one. Yeah. Well, I uh, my feelings would have been hurt had you guys not had me on for this one. <laughs> for Shark Week and for The Meg. <laughs> because we, I am a, a shark fanatic, completely obsessed. Um, and so, yeah, we are in the middle of Shark Week right now as we're recording. Maybe the podcast won't be released at that time, but we are recording in the middle of Shark Week. So that is awesome timing. Yes. So, yeah. We are. Yeah. I... I love all things sharks. I just think it's the coolest thing. Every time I see something, though, Rima, I think of you. It's like, oh, I gotta send this to Rima. Look at this. There was some diorama. Weird... You sent me some cool things. Yeah. yeah, it always pops up on my feed, and I'm just like, oh, I have to share this with Rima because it's so cool. And, and I love it. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, you just never know what's gonna pop up. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, there's been some pretty cool stuff. I had had no idea that it even existed. So I know yeah, it's either. been amazing. There are so many creative people out there that just come up with these cool things. So it's really <laughs> it so awesome. much fun. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Keep doing it. I want to see more cool shark related things Same. on my feed. So keep Always. doing it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. Yeah, I'm very excited to jump into this movie and especially have Rima here. This is gonna be a lot of fun. But before we get into all of the fun conversation, Daphne, why don't you set us up with some fun behind the scenes info on this movie? I will do that. There are some interesting things that I'll point out now. And then some other things I'll point out later in the production notes that we do near the end of the episode. 
So this movie was filmed in Auckland, New Zealand, which I know is a place that the three of us all want to go and visit mm-hmm. someday. New Zealand. We've <laughs> talked about it. Um, it was directed, um, as Pig said, by John Turtletop. He actually replaced Eli Roth, who left the project due to creative differences. And there are some other things surrounding that that I'll point out later. It is loosely based on the book Meg, a novel of deep terror by Steve Alton, which was the first of an eight book series that Alton has written. Hmm. It was a co-production between the U.S. and China. The first ever Megalodon based film to be released in theaters. The budget was 130 million. It grossed in the worldwide box office 530 million. It is 113 minutes. Paik, tell us. Bring on your wonderful <laughs> synopses. All right. This synopsis brought to you by IMDb. <laughs> 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 but I like this one. Yeah. A group of scientists exploring the Marianas Trench encounter the largest marine predator that has ever existed, the Megalodon. Ooh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Very large. This one was 75 feet. At least that's what I had read when I first was putting things together for some of the production notes and some of my notes. Yeah. Keep that thing down, down deep where it belongs. That's what I say. (laughs) Don't don't want to deal with that. (laughs) If you're going to go out and do deep water exploration, please be careful not to leave an opening for one to swim up and hang out with us because we're really... Though we really love them, we prefer they stay where they belong, which yeah. is unknown and in the depths of the ocean far, far away. Keep it in its own ecosystem. There you go. <laughs> we're, we're, doing, we're, we're, we're set. Thanks. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Which I do have one question then. I'm gonna, I have one complaint about this movie that comes up just the beginning. Oh my goodness. Right I, at the start, you're going to have a I know. Before we, we get into, yeah, before we get into points and stuff. Oh, goodness. So it's locked away in its own little thing and it can't get out. Then what happened at the beginning? How did that submarine get attacked? Yeah, thank you. I had the same question. (laughs) It must be the same thing, but it has been stuck there and can't get out until now when we released it. Yeah, because they, that was, you know, they they broke the seal, I'm going to say, and, you know, left an Mm -hmm. opening for it to surface, not really surface, but, you know, at least breach that surface of that ice layer, whatever the hell they were calling it. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, what the hell attacked them in the beginning when we were introduced? I have a theory. I think the submarine was in a place it wasn't supposed to go and was hanging out down there. And because it blew up down there and Jonas was able to escape to get back up to the surface when he was escaping, it wasn't a big enough, um, I can't think of the word I want, but basically it didn't cause a big enough disturbance to allow for the Megalodon to come up. So it wasn't until later when Jonas went to rescue his ex-wife that they caused this issue. I can't remember. uh, Thermoclean, I guess, is the layer that um, the Megalodon broke through to get up. And it could only do that because of Jonas and the size of the rescue vehicle he had. I'm not really sure. Peg, I don't think I can answer your question. That's the only answer yeah. I have. I'm <laughs> yeah, not sure it's adequate like, enough. 
I'm, I'm just happy that my main complaint and like the only things I really did don't like about this movie is right at the beginning. And then it kind of everything after that, like makes it fine. I'm like, OK, we can if we just ignore the beginning, like <laughs> opening five minutes, we can move on to other stuff because like that. And then I was like, OK, what happened to that submarine? Because it's like if we're supposed to be led to believe that all these dead bodies and like injured people are because of the shark, but if they're inside the submarine, then actually what happened to them? Because uh, they died. I don't think it like walked inside and was like, oh, I'm going to bite you and get you and beat you. And then I'm just going to see myself out and then attack you later. Like nothing. How would they be hurt inside the submarine? Well, <laughs> I think the submarine, I think it hit the submarine, which caused a jerking reaction which caused that could be just the damage yeah the crash and then the sub stayed where it was because but our- it just looked like, like it looked like they focused on people who were like which maybe it's just being like sliced by like metal pieces and stuff yeah but it looked like i was like do these people have bite marks on them because that doesn't make no sense. no i don't but- <laughs> believe any okay so any more than i think certain things happened during the Jurassic Park, the Lost World, with that ship, (laughs) (laughs) with the (laughs) T-Rexes. I don't think that the Megalodon sprouted legs and climbed inside the submarine and started chewing people up. Because if it did, that would be a very different movie, and it would have been on another channel and not released in theaters. (laughs) Yeah. All right. I can chalk chalk up that damage and stuff to where just, just a submarine, like wreck the wreckage yeah how it got there to attack it in the first place that's still don't know <laughs> i think the sub went too far down but that's my own opinion mm-hmm. they didn't do very well mm-hmm. of explaining it but i think that you know as much as what i have that question and i'm you know trying to understand you know i also on the other hand have to be like you're watching a movie about a prehistoric shark. So mm-hmm. I guess exactly. I'll have to let that go. So, yeah. but I did have so the same question. Like, so. It's at the very beginning and you're like, what? But that, that, and then it's like, okay, just move on from yeah, that. And let's everything just, else is fun. Let's just, <laughs> yeah, we're just gonna have to carry on and not think too hard about it and not have to care too much. So exactly. Yeah. Cause it's still fun. Still fun. Yeah. Yes. This was a fun summer movie mm-hmm. to begin with. I think, it was really enjoyable to watch overall. Not everything is going to make sense. It's okay. Grab your popcorn, watch the movie, relax. It's fun. Mm-hmm. I did. I saw this one in theaters when it first came out. And Ooh, it was a very fun that theater That was fun. Movie. Fun theater yeah. movie. <laughs> no, now we're back to going to theaters again. So that's really Yay! fun. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm mostly back. I still have only been back for Quiet Place because... There's a few other ones I would like to have gone to, but my the theaters aren't open as late as they used to be, and I don't I don't do normal times. That's not me. <laughs> You're always at like the midnight show. I know. Yeah, I always midnight. go to like yeah. eleven o'clock or midnight. <laughs> yeah, and they don't do that anymore. So I'm like, well, I guess I'll just wait. <laughs> Maybe they'll get there. They'll get there. <laughs> yeah, I think they will. Yeah. All right. Well, let me get off our tangents and stuff a little bit. Let's talk about all the stuff that we do really like about this movie. And of course, with a guest, we always like to do a top three, make things feel a little better. So Rima, as our esteemed guest, go ahead and start with your number three. We'll let you kick it off. <laughs> Thank you. I'm, I'll be uh, honored to get the top three start off. So I want to start with just, you know, we were talking in general about just having, you know, that it's just a fun summer movie, right? Get your popcorn, like you said, Daphne, and just sit back and have a good time. And that's what I liked about this movie 
and really appreciated it is it didn't really try to be anything other than what it was. You mm-hmm. know, it wasn't trying to be Jaws because, look, nothing ever will be, right? I mean, no, it at won't. least for me, for Jaws to me is like one of my number one movies of all time. And I mean, I'm a I'm a cinephile man. I I love a ton of movies, but that is definitely at the tops for me. So nothing will ever be, but you know, it wasn't trying to be Jaws. You know, it wasn't you know trying to be some, you know, super serious kind of movie. It was campy and they knew that and they had fun with it. So, but I mean, they did try to take some things like from, like from history, some elements and make it entertaining. You know, the Megalodon, did it exist? Yeah. We know that it was a true prehistoric shark. They, there are um, the, the big shark jaws, right. Um, that they have, they have, you know, um, I think it like a skeletal, I uh, know sharks aren't made of skeleton, but you know what I mean? Like they have mm-hmm. proof that this thing existed. So, you know, they took something that did exist at one time. It's not completely made up. Um, does it still exist? Well, I'd say no, at least I hope it doesn't somewhere, <laughs> you know, that we haven't explored yet. But to that point, there is also a vast part of the ocean that is unexplored. Yeah. You know, there are places we cannot go and we are still, you know, um, discovering more and more places in the ocean. We are all the time discovering new creatures all the time, things that, and also things that we thought were extinct, like, oh, hey, we thought this was extinct, but oh, look, it pops up. Um, so, you know, you look at it and you're like, well, yeah, is that likely to happen? No, but you know. <laughs> there there are elements here that aren't so far-fetched that you're like, oh well, you know, this is just stupid. Well, you know. It was it was a it was a just a big fun movie. And I like that they didn't yeah. try to take themselves too seriously. So that's what I appreciate it. And that's what I like. I want something that I can just sit back, have a good laugh at, be entertained. I love sharks, so of course I'm into it. Um, and that's that's what I got. So awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of fun. Yeah, that's what I wanted. Just a good fit. I like somewhere I can just turn off my brain for a little while. You know? Yeah. I think we all need that once in a while. Just be able to sit down with like it's like getting reacquainted. It's like getting reacquainted with an old friend. Mm-hmm. You know what you're gonna be watching, you know how it's gonna make you feel. And there are just those times that you want to feel that way. And so sitting back and watching a movie like this takes you to a place that you need to be in at the time. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. I agree. Sometimes yep. you just like to see big monsters being destructive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And on in this, whatever form. I'm, on this I'm podcast, we do it a lot. <laughs> yeah. I, say, I love, I love monster movies. You know, I'm a, all the monster movies. I, I love them. I think they're great. You know, got Jurassic Park, you know, Godzilla, you know, this, I mean, it's, you know, I'm all for it. So I, you know, I like watching serious things too. I like things that are serious or drama or, you know, whatever, and things that are kind of heavy and deep and dark and things like that. But sometimes I just want to just sit back and just be entertained. Mm-hmm. I don't want to, don't want to think too hard, get a good couple laughs. You know, there were some good funny lines and, you know, funny moments and things like that that happened. So it was entertaining. It was funny. You know, had a big shark made my day. I was all for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually had, had two big sharks. Yes, two big, there were well, two. lots of sharks and two me- two megs, basically two freaking mm-hmm. megs. Yeah. There, there was so great, yeah. So yeah, that's my number three. Awesome. All right, Daphne, what is your number three? Okay, um, so this one, I, my 
top three are kind of all over the place. But my number three, I think I... This movie wouldn't have been what it was without the amazing Rain Wilson. And I know that Jason Statham is the star of this film, but Rain Wilson as Jack Morris killed me. The way his character was, and when you first meet him, you think that he might be a good guy. I mean, hes he seems like he's a big kid with tons of money and he's doing all these things throughout, you know... You keep going through the movie and you think, oh, yeah, I think he's a decent guy. And then you start to realize, nope, he is not a decent guy. He lies to people, tells them that they're evacuating. He's alerted the authorities. He's sorry for their losses. And, you know, he came there to celebrate and now he's mourning with them. And he thanks Jonas for saving their asses. And then his true character comes out. Yeah. I mean, I I don't think I would like paint him as a villain necessarily. I still think, I mean, he's a decent guy. I think a lot of the things that he said he meant, mm-hmm. other than saying he was, you know, had <laughs> alerted other, you know, national governments and stuff, that was a lie. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I mean, I think it was like his way of just kind of getting the the crew, the Man on One crew, to be okay with like dropping it for their own safety. So mm-hmm. I think he he had good intentions in that yeah the only thing that i think was really bad about what he did and it was more it was a lot of selfishness from him is knowing that he was the guy who funded all of this stuff and everything could come back to him Mm -hmm. that he didn't want to alert all of these like nations and stuff because they're going to say oh well you're the one that funded them to come down there go down there and explore and then it's your fault that they opened up this barrier so we're going to sue you for everybody who got killed or injured or blah, blah, blah. And he doesn't want that. So I think that's the only negative aspect of his character was that he chose to lie in order to save his own ass legally and yeah. try to take it into his own hands. Well, cause he, po- he gets on the, the chopper and the first thing he's talking about is, Oh, you know, if another person gets hurt, it's all these potential lawsuits and there's been casualties and then he tells everyone to relax because it's going to be fun because he wants to go kill the Meg. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm, I don't know. But I enjoyed his portrayal of this yeah. because whatever he's in, he always gives it 100%. We oh, yeah. we covered Cooties like a month or two ago. <laughs> and he was one of the best parts of that movie oh, because, absolutely. oh my God, the laughing that happened as a result of his dialogue and mannerisms and his character that yeah oh yeah he's he's the kind of actor who no matter what kind of role he's playing in something he's gonna steal the scene oh just his yeah he's a like i mean who's the most quoted character in the office (laughs) there's a reason for that he's he's just magnetic yeah <laughs> it would have been so great though at some if at some point one of the characters in the movie would have looked at him and said dwight you ignorant slut <laughs> <laughs> that, that would have been, been amazing or if someone had just looked at the camera like jim used to yeah. after mm-hmm. he said something yeah i loved that i actually have a dwight schrute um bobblehead on my shelf back there nice. because yeah He's just yeah. hilarious. He was definitely great as the, you know, kind of eccentric billionaire 
in in this movie and it's it's funny because i was thinking about him i know you guys just covered like placid which is again one of my favorites i was just telling pate the other night when we were recording uh, you know when he was talking about it that it's it's definitely a favorite of mine but you know we've got um you know, an eccentric billionaire in that movie. And then mm-hmm. like Jurassic Park's got one and then Deep Blue Sea's mm-hmm. got one. And it's just, it's funny to see like the different types of characters that they have, but that seems to be like a consistent kind of theme, you know, throughout some of these big disaster movies. You've got some big billionaire who's, you know, maybe or maybe not responsible for what's what's happening and, you know, just, um, you know, where that takes you in the story. So. But yeah, he was he was great. I love Rain Wilson. He's yes, great. There's in this one in every movie, I swear. Yeah. And it, and it you'd really do get a chance to see how different people pull off the same or similar character. Mm-hmm. And I think he did such a great job. And so he is he's my number three. Awesome. So yeah. Paige, why don't you <laughs> tell us what your number three is? All right, my number three is. Going a little deeper on this, a little bit deeper. Ha, huh. didn't even mean that. Um, oh my God. Uh, Here we no, go. Uh, <laughs> Here we go. But no, the, uh, the kind of running theme of sacrifice that we get in this movie, hmm. I think was really cool. I mean, the movie starts with Jonas making a choice to sacrifice other people instead of himself. You know, the his closest, you know, crewmates and this rescue team. But he does it in order to get himself, the rest of that crew and the survivors to safety. And it was a really hard call for him, but like, that's the leader that he is. And even though Heller wants to give him shit for it constantly, like he stands by, it was a hard decision. Those were my friends and I did what I had to do. And we find out throughout the movie. I mean, like he still definitely struggles with that. It's not like he was just able to cut that clean and be like, Nope, that's fine. Like it, bothers him i mean he retired after this situation mm-hmm. yeah and you know he gets forced back into it but it, it's really cool that you see sacrifice come up so many other times and even though his is really the only one in that kind of regard where he's sacrificing other people but then you see a lot of people being able to sacrifice themselves uh you know toshi sacrifices himself in a similar situation, the same thing. He has to close that hatch because they all die if they're still connected when when something happens. And so he, you know, puts his note to his wife in the pocket of the wall and says, All right, you guys go. And that's yeah, it was definitely emotional because you can even see Jonas being like, again, the same situation when they get back up and he's being blamed for it. Yo, that you're the guy who leaves people behind. Mm-hmm. It's like he chose to do that. Yeah. And and so it still follows Jonas even when it was Toshi's decision. But then we continue on, you know, Jonas. So Jonas kind of has different aspects that where he chooses to sacrifice. Somebody else chooses to sacrifice and he kind of gets the blame for it still in some regard. And then there's an option for sacrifice and he chooses not to let it happen. And that is when Suyin is in the cage and the Megalodon is trying to swallow the cage. Because it does hold up. Jax is very confident in her equipment. And I like that. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, it, it works out. I mean, and that cage break. is not breaking. Yeah. Which Su Yin says, well, that's the problem is because he's swallowing it. Jonas dives down there and Su Yin looks at him and says, you know, her equipment's failing on her. He says, you're going to die. Other people are going to die. Just leave me. And he doesn't. He makes sure in that regard to put himself at risk. 
and saves her. So we've seen him run that gambit of, of sacrifice, whether sacrificing others for the greater good, having someone sacrifice themselves for him, and then not letting somebody make that sacrifice. Well, he did make a promise to a little girl. He did. Yeah. <laughs> and so I like that. And then, of course, there's two other ones. I mean, Jonas, then the final battle, he's ready to sacrifice himself. So there's that. He ends up surviving because, duh, obviously. <laughs> you know, put Jason Statham in an action movie and let him die in the end. But but he was willing to in that final like fight with that last Megalodon. He was basically saying goodbye as he went after it. And so we saw all that. And then Heller, the one that gave him all the shit for sacrificial stuff, is ends up sacrificing himself for Jax, which was a really great scene. Unfortunately, it was right at the time where they needed a doctor. Yes. But, uh, no. yes. <laughs> Not a good time. Lose the doc. Right. Yeah. But yeah. So I just thought that them repeatedly bringing up the theme of sacrifice in different aspects and looking at it from different points of view, specifically with Jonas in mind. I really liked that. So that was my number three. That is great. Good one. So Rima, what do you have as a number two? My number two. Well, since you've been talking about the supremely awesome Jason Statham, um, you know, I'll just go follow into that because that he's actually my number two. I love Jason Statham. You know, <laughs> I I could probably watch just about anything that he's in. Um, that's probably not saying much. He's a pretty hot hell of a guy. Um, <laughs> he's you know just got that tough brooding you know, action type guy that he is. Um, so, you know, coming from me, probably not, you know, too much credibility there, but uh, hey. Um, but I do think, I do like that he brings, you know, to this movie, this, he's got like a good mixture of like badassery during the action scenes. And then he's got the humor too in some of yeah. like the exposition scenes, which is fun. You know, I, I like that he can kind of balance that a little bit and it's good to see that from him. Yeah. And then all of his scenes with Mei Ying are just stupidly adorable. Oh, oh my God. My God. It. No, no, yeah. It's so cute. He's so good oh, with her. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Those two had some really great and cute chemistry. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, those scenes, all of those scenes with her were just amazing. Um, and, yeah, super, super cute. Um, but, yeah, he's he's essentially the super superhero, you know, in this movie. And it, I think it's just great. Yeah. He does the super dangerous dive. He swims into open water to shoot a tracker on the shark. You know, mm -hmm. he does this free dive to save, you know, his potential love interest, you know, whose shark cage, like you mentioned, Pink is getting attacked and nearly swallowed. Mm -hmm. You know, he does all these super badass things and all of these things that, you know, when you hear about a movie, a shark movie starring Jason Statham, I mean, yeah, that, you know, this is the things that happened are the things that I got. And, you know, you know, like you said, some really great moments where he would choose to like sacrifice himself, you know, for for everyone else. And I think, you know, it was kind of interesting to see that this movie wasn't super deep as far as like character development. That's what Jaws is for. You know, that's where Jaws becomes really great. You've got that really great, deep character development and, and things like that. It's it's more character driven. This, not so much. And that's okay. It doesn't have to be. But it was, you know, cool to see how he comes around, you know, where he has kind of hidden himself off from the world after that diving accident. And then he comes back and actually ends up caring about the people that he's with. He cares about you know, all these new people that he's met or, and he cares about this little girl and protecting her and keeping a promise to her, you know, and is willing, if he has to, will sacrifice himself, you know, for that. So 
Jason Statham, just all around awesome. <laughs> Enjoyed him so much in this movie. I'm so glad that they put him in a shark movie because I thought, what else <laughs> can we see from him? And and they gave us this. So I'm, I'm glad that he uh, was on board for this film. Yeah. You mentioned the scene of him swimming out to, to tag the shark mm-hmm. by himself. And I just love the the him quoting Finding Nemo. As he's keep swimming, swimming, he just keeps swimming. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. They had a, so many great lines in this movie, throwaway lines like yeah. that, that it just made it even yep. more fun. I mean, if you weren't laughing or giggling or having a good time at some of those throwaway lines, I mean, you know, I don't know what to tell you, but yeah, I love that. Perfect. So All right. yeah, and then my that was two. actually my number two. So I'm going to throw on a couple of extra notes as well. And then I'll let Daphne kind of go around. So I'm skipping the line to finish a point. So then I'm <gasps> skipping my next one. Uh- <laughs> oh my goodness. But yeah, just because talking about Jonas is because uh, I know I had a few, you mentioned, yeah, Statham, he does fit that role perfectly mm-hmm. as the action hero. Who's going to put himself in crazy situations, especially that last battle because i talk about him willing to sacrifice himself in that last battle but just i wanted to nerd out about that last battle a little bit because it's so cool how they go back to the whale sounds from the beginning of the movie that suyin mentions about you know how they attracted the whales to be there is part of kind of the the visual show for when morris got there Mm. is so they have these like whale sounds that they use and they use them to lure the beat the the shark away from the beach and then Jonas and Suyin immediately go to work. I'm like, okay, we got to take him out. And they're kind of double teaming with, all right, you distract him here while I come in with this shot. And then I'll distract him and you come in with this shot. And they really plan that stuff out really well. And then when she has to turn back to take care of, well, mainly her daughter, but I mean, everybody, because helicopters crashed into the boat because they got to do something to put the group in peril. So why not the most ridiculous <laughs> thing imaginable? <laughs> but it's great. <laughs> And poor DJ was terrified the entire time. Oh, man, he can't, he can't swim. Which I love how, again, Megan, I, I love that little girl so much. I could just so much. She's like, just be quiet. Shut up. Stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> She's great. Sophia, yeah. yeah, Sophia Kai is amazing. Yeah. She did such a great job in that role. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's random She's tangent great. on her. Yeah, was, I, I like yeah. her a lot. Just super smart, super funny. Eight-year-olds hear everything. Uh just yeah, her <laughs> her and Statham's chemistry was awesome. And yeah. <laughs> crazy. Just keeps calling it hey crazy. <laughs> crazy guy, right? <laughs> love it. Love it so much. And she's got a great sense of style. I mean, come on, that pink hoodie, the yeah. angel wings, LED light up shoes. I, cool. I remote control ball. I'm like, where does she get all this stuff? I <laughs> I would. have a I have a young niece who like I think she could rock this look. Where do I get this stuff? Because that's really cool. Say, I want her cute little like kitten ear headband that she had on. Right. I was je- was I was like, I'm standing this little girl right now. I love all of yes. her cute fashion choices. I want that little headband of hers. She's just an icon. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but as her mom goes back for her, so leaves Jonas all alone. And so that's when he decides like, all right, even if this kills me. We're going for it. And he just goes straight, like full on at the Meg and uses a broken like fin on the vessel, I guess is what you call it. Because I want to say wing, but I was like, well, they're underwater. So it's not really a wing, but I don't even know what to call them. They're not boats or ships. I just keep like writing vessel in my notes because like, I don't know what to call this thing. I think it's big enough. It qualifies as a shipping vessel. 
It's okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go with that. But yeah, he uses the broken fan part on it to like gut the shark, just like swim, like just go under it and slice it open from the bottom and then gets bit and he kicks out the the glass after it's all like cracked from being bit and just like swims out there. And the whole just super, like you said, superhero is a great way to put it of him stabbing the, the shark in the eye with the harpoon as it's jumping up into the air is like superhero moment to the fullest <laughs> it was great and then as he thinks oh no we're not done yet then it was just oh no it's just become super chum for all the other sharks and that was a really cool little scene i too. loved that part yeah. i loved it i loved all the sharks coming and eating it and then the one coming out of the mouth yeah near, at the end <laughs> oh that was such a great visual it was just uh, yeah it was all great <laughs> but yeah so I know I jumped a line on you, Daphne, but I was like, well, that's my point also. So let me throw in my notes and then we can skip my next and then get to you. So All right. <laughs> you are number two. My number two is actually the character of Su Yin, right. who was played by Lee Bingbing. She was this scientist who wanted to be like her father and make him proud and spent the whole time at least the first half of the movie before her father's unfortunate demise, just wanting to live up to this idea she had in her head of making him proud. And, you know, being a parent, she did make some crazy decisions at times, though, that, you know, like when she's in the cage and she's like, oh, leave me, leave me. And I'm like, you are a mother. You need to get back to your child. You can't be giving up like that. You've got to fight harder than that. She took a lot of risks for having the young daughter. Yeah. She really did. And for being like the only parent in her life. Yeah. That concerned yeah. me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> the way her relationship with Jonas changed too, from the beginning of the movie where she didn't want him there at all and thought he was crazy. And then little by little, she started to warm up to him. And he tried, you know, he was very comforting to her after the loss of her father. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't one thing I appreciated is, and Paik and I've talked about this in other, in other movies that we've covered, how there is this rush to force and form relationships, like a big love story and have it play out right at that time in the movie. And I appreciated that while we see that there is some chemistry and they talk about going on a vacation together at the end. There isn't this, oh, let's have, let's end the movie with a kiss. Yeah. Or yeah, let's end the movie kiss, with them. Yeah. Be yeah mm -hmm. With them being in love. No, it's kind of like, we kind of dig each other. Mm -hmm. All right. We, we can see where this goes, but it's not like we're going to get married and be in love forever. Right. Which was nice because I do get a little bored with yeah. films that continue to try to throw that in your face as part of an essential part of the story. Yeah. Yeah. You, you don't want it to feel too forced. And this one makes sense. Cause if I put myself in like Su Yin's position, I'm like at the very least, well, my daughter really seems to like you. So I obviously have to give you some kind of chance. Yeah. <laughs> like, and she was really pushing. I mean, she was, it was funny how she, she was reacting to like, you know, I think my mom likes you. And then she'd do her little eye, you know, raised eyebrow thing. Yeah. Was super so cute. Great. <laughs> um, so cute. Oh my gosh. So yeah, she, she was super cute. She was definitely, I think, okay with, you know, uh, those two, um, you know, being an item or something. So. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I also liked when she was telling him, it's not just about the ones you lose, it's also about the ones you save. Mm -hmm. Because he has been so mired in all the people that he's lost. And he basically, you know, retired to his little slice of heaven, I guess, to get drunk and just, you know, be on his own. Because he was so focused on all the people that he lost. And I like that she kind of pointed that out. And it's after she lost her father that she kind of, you can see that she's kind of glad that he's there. Um, and she does come in to save him at, kind of at the end. So I thought that was kind of, yeah. that was good. Yeah. <laughs> good moment. But again, I just, I appreciated that they didn't just try to shove them together in this, you know, short time span to have this big romantic love story in the middle of a monster hunt. So I appreciated that. I'm glad that they, that they didn't do that. They let the movie be what it was and not go too far forcing things that didn't need to be forced. I agree. I like that. So, yeah. So I was really, yeah, I really liked her character. The first time I saw the movie, I didn't like her character as much. It took me, like the second or third viewing till I started to warm up to her. And I just, I really liked the dynamic that she had with her father and with her daughter and that they were this little family. And um, I like that her dad said at the end that his dream is that Maying will grow up to be like Suyin. And I thought that was a kind and sweet way for his character to go out. Telling his yeah. daughter things mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Agreed. So, yeah. So, that was my number two. All right. Excellent. And we know what mine was. So, Marima, <laughs> yeah. we're on number one. <laughs> well, my number one was actually um, pretty related to your number two when you were talking about the shark death. That was definitely tops for me. So, I saved it for my number Thanks. one. Um, uh-huh. th- that <laughs> was – that's okay. No, that's okay. It was extremely satisfying. I loved it as well. I, you know, seeing him, how he w- was able to cut the shark open, like from stem to stern, you know, uh, that was cool. And then he stabs it through the eye. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and it was great. And then, yeah, getting finished off by this swarm of sharks in a feeding frenzy. I mean, it was, it was poetic honestly. And I thought it was perfect. And honestly, as Steve Irwin would say, it was nature's way. So (laughs) I thought absolutely fitting and poetic the way that it went out. Um, I feel like if that's how a big shark's going to go down, then that's how it's going to go down, you know, and trying to see how they're going to take this, this thing out. Um, I was just impressed all around with the shark and, you know, think, and it was fun the first time. I mean, I've seen this movie countless times. So obviously this last time when I watched it, you know, it was not a surprise. But when I first watched it, thinking like, how the hell are they going to take this thing out, right? Um, what creative, where are they going to do it? So it was really fun to get to, um, you know, to see how they decided to do this. And of course, having Jason Statham, like literally fighting this <laughs> ginormous prehistoric shark. So I mean, you, you, it's Jason Statham. He's going to yeah. fight the shark, yes. right? That's what I'm hoping for. Is like, he's going to fight the shark, right? Um, but then, you know, getting to see the shark itself or sharks. I know there were two, but talking about like yeah. the, the the big one and 
uh, well, they were both big, but the second one, I guess we should say, mm-hmm. you know, getting, I wish we had, I mean, I think there were a few missed opportunities. Um, would have been cool to see it eat one of the helicopters. Yeah. I yes. kept wondering if that was going to happen. The first plenty of helicopters running around. I thought, are we going to see that? Um, seeing it maybe come up out of the water a little bit more um, would have been super cool to like really get like, I know we saw it when it like, it, uh, like got the second me- or the first Megalodon that was dead. Like when it came in, like, bit Ate it the off wall. the yeah basically bit it off of the boat <laughs> and took the boat down um we get to see a little bit of it then but i, I really would have loved to have seen it really breach the water um you know a little bit more than what it did but it was super cool it was super cool to see how it would like chase things and how it kind of that like ripple effect in the water um so i think it got a fitting death um it was kind of sad i kind of felt bad for the shark but i was happy to see the other sharks um being able to feed um, because I think we need sharks in the world as much as what I am scared of sharks. And, you know, I, res- you know, have a healthy respect for their space, um, you know, so therefore I don't really go into the ocean that deep, you know, I'm like, I know I'm in their world. And if one bites me, it's my fault, not theirs. Um, and I, it was sad to see kind of what um, we see a lot of in the world. And I wish we could find a way to, to, to ban it and stop it was the dead sharks that had their fins cut off. Um, uh-huh. the, the poachers, yeah. you know, I, I, I think that's terrible. I know that it's like in culture and, and, but it's, it's for soup, you know, it's like, the, it's like, the, yeah. it's, for, it's for soup and Sad. you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's terrible. And I think it's disgusting behavior. Um, you know, sharks, there's not a lot of sharks in the world and sharks are important for our ecosystem. And, um, so that, that made me sad. So it was kind of cool to see the sharks kind of take one of their own kind of out and finish it off and thought it was appropriate and poetic. So that's, that's I like that. It's evening the score. I liked (laughs) that. Yeah. I cheered. Yeah. (laughs) I was really happy when that happened. I'm like, yeah, you go, you do that. You take them down. Yeah. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) Yeah. Poetic to me anyway. So that's my number one. Awesome. Daphne, what do you have for number one? My number one should not be a surprise. It's the Meg itself. So it kind of ties to what Rima had to say. Mm -hmm. I loved the way that they filmed certain things and the CGI for this. When the Meg is jumping out of the water and Jonas is driving that stake through its eye Mm -hmm. and the splashing, everything. I just loved that. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, They did a good job with it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they really did. I loved when the Meg went into the cove where all the swimmers were. Oof. And all the little things that we saw, like moving underwater, dragging the anchors around and banging the rafts, Mm -hmm. uh, people going flying. Like, I thought that was fantastic. One of my worst nightmares, but it was great. Yeah. (laughs) You're not supposed to cheer for that, but I thought it was great. Oh, no. Oh, no. It was great. That dude in that that Zorb ball, that was like one of the best damn goodness yeah best damn scenes i totally (laughs) laughed and i'm like i shouldn't laugh at that but i think it's funny you you know when he's yeah when he Mm -hmm. um he's running away he's trying to get away and he can't and then so the so the meg pops it and then under the water like two seconds later you can see the remnants of that plastic ball yep in its mouth like just a little bit and i i the detail was great because i mean they even had like sent like missing sunscreen in the water you can see all that sunscreen yeah. on the floor of the ocean you know because they were kind of in the shallows a little bit there 
um, all that yeah. was great. That attention to detail was was really cool to see. Definitely. I was glad that we we didn't get another Alex Kintner situation with the little oh, boy little in the popsicle <laughs> with his popsicle. Like, please and, don't, yep. don't give us that. We don't, we don't need to be dealing with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, that death, the death scene at the end, um, the way that they gutted the Meg and then all of the little sharks. Um, one other part too was when. Jack Morris was meeting his end when they all just left him there, basically, mm. when he fell out of the boat. Oh, yeah. Um, he thinks he's made it, even though, you know, it kind of looks like he's going to die, and then he doesn't right away. And then the shark comes in, and uh, the Meg comes in and takes him out, which I cheered for that, too. I thought that was wonderful. <laughs> Good scene. Yeah. Um, in his hand, did you see after the shark chomped him? Like yeah. you just see his hand, like where mm-hmm. he's clutching yeah. onto the side of the whale. I was like, oh my god, that's so good. It was great. <laughs> it was so good. Um, yeah. So I, re- I loved all of that. I thought that it was really well done, and I liked this movie again for the for it not taking itself too seriously, but it was serious enough in the parts that it needed to be. Yeah. And we lost characters, and there were close calls with other characters. So it definitely was, it had a, a little tension at times. And I, I'm good with that. I I really liked it. And yeah, the Meg. The reason <laughs> I went to see this movie is because of the Meg. And it did not disappoint me. So totally. I was happy with, with that. So, Peg, that brings us to your number one. Well, we're all going to just be <laughs> falling right in line here. Because <laughs> that is also my number one, is the Meg. Well, there's enough well, shark to in, go in, around in for parentheses, everyone. There's an S, Megs. Um, Megs, yep, yep. But yeah, our, our first actual, because we get the, the thing at the beginning with the attack, we don't see anything. So the first time we see the first Meg is, of course, when Suyin is down under the trench and there's this <gasps> very giant squid that has gotten in her way. Uh, <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Crushing or whatever. But then our friend, the Meg, Meg, Meg Ryan, comes in and takes care of the problem. <laughs> so I'll, oh I'll name, name the first one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the Megalodon, uh, which it's drawn to lights, which makes a rescue mission in pitch black depths really tricky. Uh, so I thought that was really cool that they were like trying to find ways around that. And yeah, just a lot of like little tension because of course then we find out it follows them up through the barrier and now kind of on a rampage normal waters, but it stops by the, the mano one at first with one of the best, like tense scenes of the whole thing is when Mei Ying is kind of Oy. wandering the station. Mm-hmm. And then the, the Meg Ryan appears outside of the window um, is biting the glass and stuff and just scaring the crap out of her. And then finally, when Suyin and Jonas show up, they're like, well, where, where is this thing? And then, you know, RIP to Gracie and Lucy, the whales. Uh, yeah, that what that yeah. made me very that sad. That was super sad. That mm-hmm. had a tearful moment there. Yeah, yes. sad about the whales. And then I do like, there's also another little, like, you know, we mentioned details, is during the, the cage dive and the wall is dumping all of the chum and everything in there. And then, of course, the chum's going to attract a bunch of other sharks first. And then all of those sharks just, like, swim away <laughs> and vanish. They get the yep. hell out of there because Meg Ryan's on its way. Um, <laughs> and that's what you, you notice. Like, that's what, because they do it a couple of times when Morris mm-hmm. is on the whale. 
Mm-hmm. Or when he's watching the whale and there's all these other sharks are going at it. And he's like, oh, that's so. And then they just vanish. They're out of there. And then that's when they realize like, oh, this it's, it's a whale. It's a whale. Oh, and then there's like, because he's seen this before with that, with it jumping. So that's where he realizes the mistake that they made. And so Meg shows up, gets a nice little whale carcass snack, nice Morris topping on it, which is fun. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, they, you know, Suyin is revived. They kind of get there and they have the Meg, Meg Ryan. As I keep calling it. I don't know why, but I like it. Are you going to call the other one Meg White? How did you know? Because you stole I... it. You knew. <laughs> I was trying to find a good one. I was like, well, Meg White, because this one really rocks. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, the first one is all strapped up, dead. And I love DJ scaring the wall into the water, joking around and all these things. But then Jonas even notices like bite marks aren't adding up. Something's going on. And then just like, bam, second, way bigger Meg, Meg White appears. Uh, <laughs> takes the wall the shark and flips the boat over all in one motion and so yeah just all these like details that they they throw in like i said with the, the shark scattering or different things with chumming was really cool and then just the the sharks themselves super fun you mentioned the attack on the bay which a lot of it was just like very entertaining but when it, the most terrifying of that is when you see it like the meg just like tearing through people like schools of fish, like the way that like mm-hmm. a shark would like, you know, manipulate the way people are swimming in order to round them up into schools. Like it was doing it with people. And I was like, holy shit, that's actually really terrifying and disturbing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That shark woke up and chose violence. Um, <laughs> it, it, But what was cool was that it, it, they didn't have it portrayed as like some uh, monster hellbent on like any type of like revenge. It was for the most part behaving like a shark. Like it was attracted to mm-hmm. the vibrations and noises, the whale noise. Um, you know, it, it was behaving like a shark. It wasn't like, Oh, I'm just coming after you for the sake of coming after you kind of thing. So yeah. it, it, it felt a little bit more, you know, at least in that part kind of realistic. It wasn't like, Oh, it's just out to get us. And it's like, Nope. It's just behaving like a shark, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so I, I liked that too. All right. Awesome. Well, does anybody have Rima and then Daphne, any other extra notes? I had just a few that we haven't talked about already. And that is one of the, one of my favorite lines um, when Rain Wilson's character, you know, when they're talking about, well, how are, how are we going to find it? It's going out into like open <laughs> water. And he's like, why don't you just put a tracker on it? And he's like, don't you guys ever watch Shark Week? I was I like, yes. Yes, thank you. <laughs> oh, God. Have you never How watched Shark for Week? This. Yeah, absolutely fitting, perfect. Yeah. I, I just, I rejoiced and said, yes, thank you for one, bringing the common sense and two, for bringing Shark Week into it. If you've ever yes. watched Shark Week, how many <laughs> programs do we watch every year on Shark Week where they're tagging sharks? I've yep. seen, I don't know, there was there was a show, and I'm not going to try and think of it because I know I'll spin, spin my wheels here for a couple of minutes trying to do it, but there was a, a particular show that I used to watch quite often that was um, a diving team and a team that they had this special boat. It was so cool that they could capture sharks and lift it up kind of out of the water, but at the same time, they would have like this hose going out. This is all very simplistic how I'm explaining. It was definitely more sophisticated, but um, this hose to keep, the, so the shark could continue to breathe, and then they would like 
tag them and do these things so they could track their movements and stuff in the Gulf of Mexico and they would release them. I'm like, you know, have you never watched any of that? You know, not only is it on Shark Week, but this was like a whole program and stuff. So yeah, that was just a great line um, from him. And again, his delivery of it was exceptional. Um, And then Pippin. Oh my gosh. Pippin the dog. (laughs) I had that in my notes just in case. I knew. But I knew you would. I knew you would. Pippin. Got a shout out to Pippin the dog. And if I have to explain to anyone what the hell that means, then we are not friends. Um, (laughs) But we got Pippin the dog. Loved that. He survived. No thanks to Jason Statham, who's clearly a cat person. Since mm-hmm. he can't be bothered to scoop Pippin up out of the water as they pass him as he's swimming back to the boat. But we we, no, we, did, you, you, we did get a live you know Pippin. What that, that poor dog had to escape that terrible wedding, okay? Oh, okay. <laughs> On that yeah. boat. Yeah. That dog, I do not blame that dog because that wedding looked like it was a high-maintenance affair and kind of a, a crapshoot, and I couldn't blame the dog for just trying to get away. Hell, it looked like even some of the, either the <laughs> attendees or the people that were in the bridal party wanted to escape. They were all jumping in in the water, too. So, <laughs> yeah. So, um, in in my world, I just imagine that Jonas was going by the dog, think, and the dog, they just had a moment, and and he decided, no, I'm not going to hurry and get this poor dog back to the wedding. <laughs> because the dog's not really wanting to go there, but he you know, he's getting a little tired. Yeah. Probably has to go back to the boat. But yeah, <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up because <laughs> oh, hell Pippin yeah. was on my list too because I, yeah, I was very happy. I was worried I, that it was going to go, yeah, the way of Pippet the dog mm-hmm. in Jaws. And I'm like, no, don't do this to me again. Oh, yeah. And luckily they didn't. <laughs> yeah, he was the saddest casualty for me in Jaws by far than than anyone. So, oh yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> absolutely. Yep, and that's that's all my notes. We've talked about everything else. So, well then, Pippin, Pippet, that's got to be on purpose. Totally, it kind of was. I think it had to be. Mm-hmm. So you said that was. Uh, yeah, that was that was all my notes. Yep. And Daphne, did you have any extra? Most, yeah, most of my notes were just basically, I really liked some of the, what I call secondary auxiliary characters like Jax, played by the amazing Ruby Rose. Mm-hmm. I love Ruby um, Rose. Real, love yeah, it. she's she's just great. It was great to see Masioka again mm-hmm. in a role. Loved him on Heroes way back. Gosh, I can't even remember when Heroes came out. It was in the late 2000s, I think. Um, loved seeing him. The guy who played the wall, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name because I do not want to butcher it, but he was, he played a much more serious character in Nosferatu, but I really enjoyed his comic relief in this. You know, he was kind of comic for as long as he lasted. He was kind of comic relief in this one. And... Yeah, I think, you know, I thought it was visually a stunning movie, and I loved most of the characters. I thought they were fun. They weren't too deep. I did like this um, one thing from Dr. Zhang, who was Suyin's father, where he said, we did what people always do, discover and then destroy, which is true. Hell it's to the usually, yeah. Yep. Yeah. As soon as you see it, it's not about studying, and it's just about tearing it apart so Mm -hmm. 
yeah, that's pretty much all that I have for my notes. Awesome. I just had a few little things again with the cast, as you mentioned, the ones that you didn't mention that I had was Mac with Cliff Curtis. Oh, I love Cliff him. Curtis. Yes. yes. He yes. was so good. The way he kept eyeballing Jason Statham and making those like knowing smiles like, <laughs> yeah, I know you're into, yeah. you know, that yeah. he wouldn't yep. say it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I did like that. I love him. He's, He's great so good. in stuff like Push and Fear the Walking Dead back when it was a lot better. Yes. Um, back in the good days. <laughs> back um, in the good days. And also, he's incredible in Doctor Sleep. Me and Rima covered that a while back. Yeah, and he's really oh, good yeah, in that. His character in that is awesome. Mm-hmm. So yeah, love Cliff Curtis. And then uh, the guy who played DJ, his name is Paige Kennedy. And oh he hasn't gosh. done a whole lot. He's very under the radar. This is probably the biggest thing he's done. But I'm a big Rhett and Link from YouTube stuff, Good Mythical Morning. And they had a YouTube uh, series called Buddy System. And he was in that. And absolutely hilarious in that as well. So I hope that he gets like more and more stuff because he's very talented and very funny. Definitely. Yeah. He was great. What What else do you have, Paige? Well, I was going to see if I had anything else really. Other than, yeah, just a couple of extra little tension things. Uh, Jax and the wall both getting knocked into the water at different points oh. to build tension. But yes. then like nothing happening. And again, just leave it with their height, though. And and <laughs> that's a good point. No one can stay on a boat in this movie. It's like a drinking right. game. Drink, take a drink every time. <laughs> every time someone falls, falls off the in the boat. water, yeah. <laughs> or falls out the boat. Yeah. Uh, it's like the lead, the lead character, um, Bridget Fonda's character in Lake Placid. She was always she was falling, always falling out of something, off the boat. Off of yeah, something. falling, tripping, yeah. or <laughs> falling off the boat. Yep. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same thing. She was great in that. <laughs> I thought that too, Pake, when DJ was standing up ranting about losing his friends and everything, he's standing up on top of the overturned boat. I'm thinking, oh my God, it's going to come up and take him. Mm. I just, yeah, that's when I felt tension. Yeah. <laughs> then you said the most important part of the ending, Pippin, is fine. Uh, we talked about that. And then I like the ending, the very ending of the movie with the little t- like ending title card with Finn. I thought Finn. that was really clever. Yep. Yeah. Because you, like you're expecting like another shark, or you know, for oh, it to yeah. be like open ended or something, but then they're just like Finn. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. they dive into the deeps a little bit. There's some ominous music in the water. It does. It makes you think like, ooh, could there be more down there? And there's like, yeah, that's nah, just over. Yeah, um, <laughs> and you know that actually means the end in French. So it actually yes. does. Yes. Yeah, yeah. However, I am looking. I was looking on IMDb, and it looks like they do have. A possible sequel oh, in Paige. production. Yeah, there is something. I've got some info on that Yay. in my production uh-huh. notes. So yeah, I'll let you get to that thing because I don't know much of anything about it. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's all the other notes I had as well. So then, Daphne, let's get in because now I'm curious, and I'm sure that will be in yeah, the production. Notes I'm excited. And stuff. So, uh, what you got for us? All right, so. This film is one of those that was in development hell for quite some time. Walt Disney Studios purchased the rights in 96, but they couldn't come up with a script that they liked. So in 99, the rights reverted back to the author. In 2005, New Line Cinema was working on it, but it got canceled due to budgetary concerns. Finally, when the rights landed at Warner Brothers, production began in 2015. Um, as I mentioned earlier, this um, movie was based on a book by Steve Alton. The novel goes into more detail about megalodons. In the book, 
Megalodons are pure white, almost luminescent from living in a light-free environment, and this was not conveyed in the film due to the difficulty to render it realistically in CGI. So they made it look more like a great white shark, which I thought was effective. Mm-hmm. Scared the hell out in, of me. Yeah. <laughs> in the book, the Meg only surfaces at night since the sunlight would likely hurt its eyes, since there's that um, general lack of sunlight at the deeper sea levels. Um, the visual effects were by Sony Imageworks, Image Engine, and Scanline VFX. When the first model was created using the correct shark proportions, it was too small. Turtle Tob wanted a fatter shark with smaller eyes and a larger dorsal fin. He wanted it to look gnarled, textured, aggressive, moody, and dark. Most definitely not a great white. And the VFX supervisor spent months with his team's refining the shape and proportions of the Meg. For the giant squid sounds, I thought this was kind of funny. The sound editors parked a car in a quiet location at Warner Brothers and put microphones inside the car. Then they went outside with of the car and used a couple of different types of plungers and started plunging the windshield. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that That's was awesome. that was quite yeah, I, I thought they, that was hilarious. Creative with the sound effects and and what if you see some of the behind the scenes things of of those people that record all those sound effects, it's hilarious. So that's yeah. very creative and a fun um, fact there. Yeah. Um, a scary note: um, actress Ruby Rose, who plays plays Jax, nearly drowned on the set when they were filming the scene where she fell overboard and had to swim back to the boat. There was. They were wearing um, a layer of thermals under their clothes, the folks that were in the water, and made it very difficult to swim. Oh, God. So mm-hmm. that was, yeah, I'm like, ooh, scary. Um, it was considered a co-production under Chinese regulations, which meant it was not subject to the same quota system, revenue-sharing agreements that are normally applied to imported films. Eli Roth, as I mentioned before was involved and wanted was going to direct the film, but he left mostly because he wanted a bigger budget, an R rating, and then there was this rumor that he also wanted to play the lead. No, it has to be Jason Statham or no one else. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, had to you're be not, You're not Jonas. <laughs> um, the author, Steve Alton, his daughter appeared as an extra in the film. And a sequel, Meg 2... The Trench is currently in development. It will be directed by Benjamin Wheatley, who has not done a ton of directing. It is based on Alton's second book of the series titled The Trench. And Jason Statham has stated that filming is expected to begin in January 2022. Statham attached? Coming right up. Yes. He is um, slated to star in it, as is Lee Bingbing, who played Su Yin. And I don't think the rest of the cast has been fleshed out yet, but those two are definitely coming back. Mm, we'll see if they had that vacation nice. or not. Yeah. yeah. Part of me is like, I'd love to see Paige Kennedy back because I was just saying how much we should get new stuff. But for the sake of his character, I hope he's not because he said he was done and quitting. Let him just be have some beats. <laughs> Let him work on dry land. He just needs to stay yeah. on yeah. land. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, unless unless he's learned to swim, he needs to stay away. Like, yeah. no, don't don't 
Yeah. I, a few of the others, I think, would probably, you know, like, I'd love to see Ruby Rose's Jax come back. Because I think she was, I mean, she has all the tech mm-hmm. that, you know, I feel like she did a great job with that. Um, and Sophia Kai, who played Mei Ying, has not been in very many. I think she's been in three things. So, yes, please bring her back. Definitely Let bring her, her back. Let her be in this movie. She, she was, she was the charm her. of, of yes. this movie. <laughs> and she also had, I think, the best jokes. So, yeah, definitely need to have her back. Imagine Mei Ying as a teenager. I think that's that great. could be quite funny. Yeah, I think she could be giving them a really hard time, and I think that could make for some fun dialogue. <laughs> so yeah, so that's all I have for production notes. All right, awesome. And time to do some quotes. If we have any extra fun quotes and stuff that we liked, Rima, did you have anything extra? No, that was I gave mine. The whole Shark Week line <laughs> was was my yes. favorite of all. So yeah, I'm tapped out. all right Daphne okay so I have a couple I loved the monologue that Jonas gave at the beginning when Dr. Zhang and Matt came to try to convince him to come to um, the Mariana Trench and on the rescue mission I loved I love what he said hey I mean no offense Dr. Zhang I mean if there was two people on this planet that could get me back into the water it's probably you two but you can't. You're going to tell me your problem, and I'll say no. You're going to offer me money. I'll still say no. You're going to appeal to my better nature, and I'm going to say no, because I don't have one. <sighs> so it. I liked that. I liked that because it kind of gave us insight into his headspace right from the start. Yeah. And I appreciated that. Um. My next one, after Jonas barely makes it back to the boat after trying to inject the Meg with the tracker, Haller says to him, you might be a son of a bitch, but you're sure as hell no coward, which Mm -hmm. I liked that. (laughs) And then (laughs) this one's from the wall after dumping Chum into the ocean after Jonas and Suying go down in the carbonate cages. He says, thank you. Bye bye. Good luck. (laughs) And I thought that was kind of funny. And then this one, (laughs) the helicopter pilot who is dropping the depth charges has, you know, Jack Morris has said, you know, are you sure the Meg is dead? Are you sure it's dead? And the helicopter pilot says, affirmative, sir. Well, there's pieces of it all over the place. Well, it was all over his face. Yeah. <laughs> like, they were chunks of it all over his face. So I thought that was really funny. Yeah. Um, and then I had one or two Mei Ying quotes, um, a bunch we've already talked about. But there's one where she first meeting, she's first meeting Jonas. And Jonas says he to her, you know, I'm not crazy. I've just seen things no one else has. And she says to him, that's the definition of crazy. And then from that point on, she was calling him crazy. It was always, hey, crazy, hey, crazy. So, yeah, so those are my quotes that I liked. Peg, what do you have? All right. I have a few. Oh, you're on the Mei Ying one, because I noticed it's your in there, but you didn't say it. So awesome, because I can. Uh, just <laughs> the one that builds that tension after that scene that I talked about with the Meg at the window. And when they ever... Jonas and Suyin show up and she says, there's a monster and it's watching us. And I oh, thought that was just real creepy. Yes. Like, oh man. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's a great one. Uh, while we see Jonas on his uh, vacation, so, so to speak, and the the, ca- the captain that's renting the boat from him or something, I, that's what I put together. Because he needs to, to fix the boat up. But then the boat captain tells him, you drink too much. He says, you're only saying that because I literally have a beer in my hand. Because <laughs> you always have beer in your hand. And you know why? And he goes, because I drink too much. i liked that uh you mentioned the shark week line i love that one uh so the other one is between morris and dj after the boat gets flipped over and dj is kind of flailing around in the water morris goes what is wrong with you he goes i can't i can't swim he goes now get out of here really he goes no pulling racist stuff on me and he pulls him up on he goes come on man nothing racist you work literally in the middle of the ocean where he responds, this wasn't part of the job description. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. Can you imagine? I, it, it takes me back. And I know I told this story when we covered Jaws. My dad was a lobster fisherman and he couldn't swim. <laughs> like he just couldn't. I mean, it's, it's, it's he couldn't swim. But yeah. Mm. Yeah. You would, you would think it's like, okay, you, your job is being on the water. It's, an important thing to know but uh yes yeah you would think you would think <laughs> but maybe your dad was kind of similar or <laughs> dj's oh life jacket that's what yes. his plans like if yeah. i have a life jacket i'm fine it helps <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right if that is all we have for quotes then it'd be time to give some ratings to the movie here oh this will be yes. interesting <laughs> who goes first it always is Well, you know our guest always goes first. (laughs) Well, so, look, what I wanted, I wanted a movie where Jason Statham punches a shark on the nose to death. And what I got, a movie where Jason Statham stabs a shark in the eye to death. For me, 10 out of 10, not even mad. <laughs> uh, bring Rima on to talk about a shark movie. It's gonna be a ten. <laughs> Usually, there's a couple. Of I've, it's I've, gonna be a ten. There's a couple. It's I've no seen. Look, on the fun scale, you know, you know that that's what it is for me. You know, is this something you know deep and and heavy? No, but on the fun scale for me, it was definitely a ten. I've seen other shark mm-hmm. movies that are not so great, so not all of them are. But this was fun. <laughs> this was just fun. Shark Nato so. fourteen and a half. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm whatever okay. there are oh now. My ten. No, I'm- <laughs> I am okay with that. I would not give any of those a ten. But this was fun. It gave me. It gave me. Gave me what I wanted, yeah. and I'm. I'm. I'm a happy girl. So, All right, Daphne. Oh, you're gonna make me go f- second. Okay, <laughs> I can handle that. Um, I love this movie because we've already talked about it. It doesn't apologize for what it is. It gives you something fun. It's a great popcorn movie, and it's something. That, I mean, I've seen this movie a bunch of times, so I am going to give it a All solid right. eight. Pretty close to where I'm at. Because so <laughs> I would land right where you are, except for, again, <laughs> the beginning part that just will utterly confuse me forever. Oh, goodness. Uh, but it doesn't dip it down that much. You because, have- yeah, I land 7.9. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> Yeah, you're not going to let never, that go about never. the beginning, are you? <laughs> you know how I am. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Listen to a future episode, because if I can track down something to explain this, <laughs> I will. And then he'll have to change his ranking. <laughs> oh, man. 
Well, thank you so much, Rima, for coming on and talking with us. And it was awesome to have yeah, you Yeah, thank sure. you so much. This was a blast. Yeah. I, I really do enjoy this movie. And it was hilarious that when you guys asked me, I think I, just a, a couple of days before you had asked if I would like to join you for this one, I had just watched The Meg. Like it was just on TV. And I'm like, well, I have to sit and watch this, you know, <laughs> and just kind of have it on. So I was like, oh, my gosh, it was just really great timing. So um, I really appreciate um, you guys asking me. I always have a blast um, guesting with you guys. So appreciate you having me on. Yeah. Well, we're always Thanks. happy to have you join us. And we did the planning for this one way back. So I think I asked you to come on for this. Like yeah, back you might April, have. Yeah. Because we were planning ahead for for cool things. You know, we do our holiday specials. And of course, we Shark have to celebrate is, Shark Week. It's I a mean, holiday it makes sense, like, right? week in my house. So, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> is there anything that you would love to plug, throw out there and everything while we have you. Oh, gosh. You yeah. know what? Yeah, I guess I should, huh? I guess I should plug plug our <laughs> podcast, Pake. <Yeah. laughs> <So, laughs> I always forget to do that. So, well, yeah, I love if, if all of your listeners, if they're not already, and if you're not, then why aren't you? But, um, you know, <laughs> listen to me and Pake over on Strange Indeed, which you can find us on Podcastica. Um, network, but we are currently covering Lisey's story on Apple TV. And um, like you mentioned, Daphne, the, the finale is getting ready to air. So, you know, we're having a good time with that one. Um, so we'd, we'd love to, you know, have, have more listeners join us and what we're going to be covering next. If that's not your kind of show um, after Lisey's story, we're going to cover Sweet Tooth. That was on yeah, Netflix. Now it's it's, it's already been out, oh. so folks may have already watched it. So maybe they'll it'll be a rewatch <laughs> for some folks. But we'd love to have you know if that's more um, your type of show, that's what we're going to cover next. Yes. So I'm yeah, excited. I've been loving Lisey's story. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, and it's been great. Also, super excited to start Sweet Tooth because it's kind of a tonal difference, a little shift. Uh, mm-hmm. But it, I think it'll be it a is. lot of fun. Yeah, <laughs> we like to change is. things up. So yeah, it'll be a little I different. Know. But yeah, it's been it's been fun trying to figure out Lisey's story with you, Paik. Mm-hmm. And um, thankfully, we've had some of Daphne's great insight <laughs> to help us along too. So yeah. so yeah, it's been fun. I've got some more stuff to add, but I'm really excited that you guys are doing Sweet Tooth. I know Paik has been waiting. I know. Um, He's been just waiting this whole time. He's been so patient. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, that's one of the cool things about Strange Indeed is if the show that you guys are covering isn't someone's cup of tea, you just wait a few weeks and you'll cover something different. And they're usually, you know, there's something for everyone. There's usually a show that we've definitely you can covered. With. I mean, we even covered Great British Bake Off last yeah. year. So we've literally pretty much I covered know. about everything from the, you know, across <laughs> the spectrum a little bit. So, so yeah, you know, go out and check out what we've what we've got out there, and you know, we'd love to have um, you know everyone on board. So thanks. Yeah, and always thanks for coming on, and I'll talk to you soon over on Strange Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, better. <laughs> my goodness you know what that is that would be the feedback phone let's see what i wonder what people have to say about this one (laughs) all right and this week is a quick feedback week we only have one little thing which that's okay sometimes that's how it goes and it is from our good friend steve so he did come through for us with some live steving maybe because he didn't last week so i know 
So that was different for <laughs> for us. I wasn't sure what to think about it. It was great feedback, but not what we're used to. Yeah. Because Steve's been live steving for us from the beginning. Just about, yeah. I think so. So, so. but either way, live steving or classic steving. <laughs> we get some steving and that's always a treat. So yeah. It is. So <laughs> let's let's go ahead and play this and hear what Steve had to say about the Meg. Hey, run for your lives. I think Pake, Daphne, and Rima this week. Yeah. Um, the Meg, man, I went and saw this movie in the theater. I went to the um, to an IMAX, saw it on the huge screen, Jason Statham. J- Jason Jason State did I say his name right? Yeah. Anyway, the transporter. Um, <laughs> man, it was I remember it being great. I, I have not watched it since that initial viewing in the theater and it, my life is crazy these next couple of weeks, so I, I can't live Steve it. I may try to live Steve it and send it to you later uh, for a later podcast. But that man, great, I remember uh, really mm-hmm. enjoying it, and it really was my first. I, I think it, I think it really was my first uh, experience with really focusing in on a, a kaiju movie. Is that the right way to say it? Yeah. Uh, these, these gigantic monster flicks. I just, I never was, I mean, obviously I knew Godzilla and I'd seen Godzilla movies and, and I just never really got into them, uh, before, but really the, the Meg, I think was, was one that, that implanted my brain. And then when this current, uh, now what we have with Godzilla and Kong and the MonsterVerse uh, is just been great. So can't wait to hear you guys talk about it. Uh, I will definitely be listening when I come back. All right, guys. Uh, yeah, excited for this one. Talk to you later. Awesome. Thank you so much, Steve. And yeah, so you've been busy. That totally makes sense. And thank you so much for sending in any feedback at all. I'm glad that you love this movie. So yeah, hope you uh, enjoyed listening to this episode. And yeah, if you ever want to live Steve it and send it to us, you know we'll play it and we always love to hear that. Absolutely. We can even have maybe that week a double dose of live steving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's something we haven't had on this podcast before, I don't think. I can't remember, Pake. So. I think we got that on uh, on Strange Indeed a couple of weeks ago, but uh, that would be a first for here, I think. <laughs> yeah. And it's hard for me to remember because, my goodness... This is episode number 48 for us. Oh, man. That's crazy. I know. I know. (laughs) So for anyone who would like to leave us feedback like Steve did this week, there's a lot of different ways to do that. Of course, like I say every week, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast. Send us any messages or comment on our posts there. We always make posts about what movies we're covering so you can have a place to leave us some feedback. Of course, you uh, can email us and... Send us your voicemails through email is usually the best way. You get a little voice recorder app or something on your phone. Email us that. That's what Steve does. And you can do that at uh, runforyourlivespodcast at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at RFYL podcast and Instagram at runforyourlivespodcast, where you can also comment on different posts that we make every week there. And yeah, if you're enjoying the show, above all, just tell your friends, share the love. You can send anyone to runforyourlivespodcast.com. And you can get links to all of the social media stuff, plus all of podcast players, YouTube, anything like that. You can go rate and review us on Apple uh, Podcasts. Give us five stars. Give us a fun review. We always appreciate that. That always helps get us out there for sure. Yes, we do. We appreciate your support. 
every week when you listen to us and tell your friends. So please keep it up. We yeah. are loving it. Thanks, guys. Mm-hmm. And then in the podcast universe around us going on, not a whole lot right now, but of course, as Rima and me talked about a little bit earlier, which again, thanks Rima for being here. She wasn't here for the feedback section real, real quick, but you know, uh, we had a blast talking with her, of course. So always give Rima some love. The best way to do that is check me and her out over on Strange Indeed, like we talked about earlier, covering Sweet Tooth soon. It'll be a lot of fun. And uh, of course, uh, TV Podcast Industries, our good friend Derek which we need to get back on here sometime as we well. We do. Sure. He's got to pick another movie. Yes. We've got to get him back here. You know what? There was an Irish movie. I messaged him not that long ago. Mm-hmm. There is an Irish movie that came out and I told him about it. I think I need to check in with him. Yeah. About that. that. Derek, you're listening. Get back with us. Yeah, (laughs) we definitely want to have you back on, Derek, and we can't wait until, like, Attack the Block, the second Attack the Block comes out. Yeah. You've got to come back soon. Yes. And of course, Derek, with TV Podcast Industries, they're still covering The Bad Batch over on Disney Plus for you Star Wars fans. And then our good friend Ben on his Wilhelm podcast, new episode up this week, him and Wendy talk about their top five mob or mafia movies. And so if you're a fan of that kind of stuff, definitely check that out. Wilhelm is such a great podcast. And for any kind of actors, directors, uh, genres, different styles of movies, they break down things really well over there. And yeah, Ben is just great to listen to on nerding out about movies. So check that (laughs) out for sure. You guys had so much fun a couple weeks ago when you talked about all things Edgar Wright. That that was was such a great episode. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But then next week, right here on this podcast, Run For Your Lives, we got something fun for you. Daphne, what is that? Next week, we are excited to break down the characters and story of A Quiet Place 2. The Abbott family tries to move on while still tackling the alien creatures with their new amplifier weapon, all while searching for a new safe haven. It's going to be a fun one. (laughs) It is. And it's a new one. It's a newer movie. It came out in May. We thought we were going to have to wait even longer for it. But good old John Krasinski, he moved it up. So we were able to watch it in May. So that is great. Mm -hmm. So if you guys have seen it or plan to see it, we're going to be talking about it next week. Yeah. So send us that feedback. All the ways that I told you earlier. Who was paying attention? There's your test. (laughs) (laughs) So this is episode number 48 for us. And you guys all know that once we get to milestone episodes, we like to go back and take a look at all the movies that we covered in the last like 20 to 25 bunch of films and pick some of our favorite things out of them, like favorite monsters, characters, and movies slash podcasts themselves. Yeah. So we're getting close so, Peg and I just wanted to ask all of you to be thinking about it, because we want to know what some of your favorite things were. Absolutely. Like monsters, characters, movies. Yeah, what's some of your favorite stuff that we've done in the past, like, 25-ish episodes? Yeah, let us know, you know, is there an episode that we did that you really liked the most? Because we totally would love to hear, you know, why you liked it and... Yeah, we're really excited to be reaching another milestone and and having been podcasting for a year. 
I mean, that's, it's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're both, both really excited. And then we'll also be covering a movie from a series that we cover once about every 25 episodes. Yes. So Tremors 3 is coming up. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who aren't in the know. Yeah. Yes. These yes. milestones come with this before the look back episode, we get a Tremors episode. So, yes. So excited. <laughs> I've only seen the first three. Uh huh. So, I'm excited to talk about Tremors 3. So, our next episode is A Quiet Place 2, followed by Tremors 3. And then it will be our look back episode. So, please be thinking now mm-hmm. of what some of your favorite things were because we definitely want to be able to read that out or share that with all of the listeners Yeah, in the near future. So that's the plan, guys. Gonna be a lot Coming of fun. up on another milestone. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we've reached the end of another fun episode. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm Daphne. And I'm Pake. And if you have to run or swim... From a 75-foot prehistoric predatory shark that's come through the thermoclean to wreak havoc on you and your loved ones, you'd better run or swim for your lives. Bye-bye.